Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Hall of Fame coach, broadcaster, and video game icon, the great John Madden. He passed away on Tuesday. We'll talk about what he meant to the NFL. Plus, you'll hear an interview I did with NFL pro writer Mike McCarthy about the All Madden documentary. We'll also talk about the new protocols the NFL and NFLPA have adopted in order to stop having so many guys missing these important games at the end of the season when it counts the most. Your calls and texts close out the show. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. Let's get it. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Top Raider Nation, I'd like to thank you for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, the Lockdown Raiders podcast is free and available on all platforms. Really appreciate all the support over the course of the year. 2021 has been amazing. Record download numbers. I'll talk about it uh, later on this week as we close out the 2021 year. But man, I'll tell you, record download numbers, and I definitely appreciate it. All the support all year long. Before we really get into the teeth of today's show, I do want to correct a mistake that I made on Tuesday's show. I was talking about the playoff scenarios and the fact that the Raiders needed the Miami Dolphins to actually lose a game so they can get into the playoffs if they made if they won the last two games. That is incorrect. There were so many different scenarios going on. There were so many different, you know, playoff simulators going on and so many different things I was reading and all the research trying to get it correct. Uh, I I misunderstood it. So that was my fault. Uh, the Raiders basically to make it as simple as possible in a nutshell, win the last two games, the Colts and the Chargers, and they're in the playoffs. There's actually still a small, small, very small slither of a chance that they can get into the playoffs, even if they lose this Sunday against the Colts. But why take that chance? Just go out there and win that game. So I wanted to go ahead and start that off because a lot of folks hit me up on uh, Twitter. A lot of folks sent text messages and voicemails uh, talking about the fact that I misspoke on that. And I do appreciate you reaching out and uh, making sure I had all my information correct, which made me go back and do a little bit more research and make sure that I did get it right. So thank you so much uh, for all the responses to the show on Tuesday. Now, let's get into the T of today's show and a lot of this show is going to be about the late great John Madden and I hate the fact that I'm saying the late great John Madden because I was just about a week ago at this time talking about the fact that the all Madden documentary was coming out on Christmas and I couldn't wait to see it you know I had the trailer on the show I was so excited about it I watched it on Christmas morning and it was fantastic it lived up to the billing and man I'll tell you uh, it, it left me wanting more and that's when you know that something is really good when you're just looking at the screen saying Oh, man, give me 30 more minutes. Give me 45 more minutes and I'll be good. You know, when you go watch a movie and you see it and then you're like, man, this thing is dragging. I sure wish it was over. That's when the movie's bad. But when you want more at the end of it, that's when you know it's really good. And that's exactly how the Madden documentary made me feel on Saturday on Christmas when I watched it. So the NFL, uh, they put out a message on Tuesday saying that the NFL earlier today received the sad news that the great John Madden died unexpectedly this morning. He was 85 years old. On behalf of the entire NFL, we extend our condolences to Virginia, his wife, Mike and Joe, his kids, and then their families. Uh, that was from Roger Goodell. He also said, we all know him as a Hall of Fame coach of the Oakland Raiders and broadcaster who worked for every major network. But more than anything, he was a devoted husband, father, and grandfather. 
Nobody loved football more than Coach. He was football. He was an incredible sounding board to me and so many others. There will never be another John Madden and will forever be indebted to him and what he did to make football in the NFL what it is today. So that was the message that the NFL passed along on Tuesday. And then the Raiders, they also put out their statement saying the Raiders family is deeply saddened by the passing of the legendary John Madden. Few individuals meant as much to the growth and popularity of professional football as Coach Madden, whose impact on the game both on and off the field was immeasurable. Then their message went on to mention when Al Davis hired him at the age of 32. He coached for 10 seasons, had 103, 32-7 regular season record, and uh, talks about when he won the Super Bowl, what year he won the Super Bowl, the score over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, then it goes into some of his broadcasting, talking about some of his famous games like the Sea of Hands, Holy Roller, the Immaculate Reception, Ghost of the Post. Uh, of course, all his time with CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC. And then also talks about his Hall of Fame induction in 2006. So a really cool statement put out by the Raiders and to this day John Madden remains the all-time winningest coach in franchise history even though he only coached for 10 seasons that tells you a lot about the greatness of John Madden the coach not to mention everything else that he had his hands on that he was great at but just the coaching itself all-time winningest coach in franchise history and he only coached 10 seasons now, like I mentioned, John Madden did so many things that was great. It's almost like everything he touched turned into gold. You know, he was just that guy. Uh, he was a perfectionist at what he did, and he was great at what he did. And it wasn't because he was forcing himself to try to do something or be somebody he wasn't. He did it all while being himself. And one of the most, not famous quotes, but one of the quotes that I liked and I appreciated and really meant the most to me was one that I heard him say on the All Madden documentary on Christmas Day. And then actually they ended up airing it again on Tuesday on FS1. So I was able to watch it again. Uh, so I've already seen it twice. Some people haven't seen it at all. If you haven't had a chance to see it, please go check it out. The All Madden documentary is fantastic. But this quote right here is from the documentary. And this really touched home and meant a lot to me. Check this out. I, I didn't want to broadcast. I wasn't a guy when I was coaching to say, I want to get out. I want to be a broadcaster. I want to do that. I didn't say that. I didn't think that what they did was doing it the right way, so I wasn't a fan of it. CBS wanted to give me, I don't know, six or seven games or whatever it was. I said, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to, I don't want to broadcast. Maybe in a couple of years, I'll want to do it. Agents at the time goes, maybe in a couple of years, they won't want you. But every time in training camp, You'd have some players, you know, were away from home. It was real hot. There were two a days, and they wanted to quit. But they still had a chance, some of them. So I used to tell them, look, you know, when you quit now, you'll never play football again the rest of your life. So I believe that, you know. If you don't take it now, you may never take it the rest of your life. So I said, I'll take it now. So there you heard kind of the story of how he decided to go ahead and take the broadcasting gig, give it a try. It wasn't something he was looking for, something he didn't think he wanted to do at the time. Maybe he'll push it back a couple years and then decided, hey, if you don't take it now, you may never take it the rest of your life. And I think that that's something right there. That little small quote is something that each and every one of us, and that's something I try to live by each and every day. You know, I'm not always prepared and ready for a certain situation that may hit and may come my way, but 
When it comes your way, you got to take it. If you don't take it, there's no guaranteeing that's going to come back around to you and say, hey, yeah, here you go. Here's your next shot. You've got to go ahead and take it and run with it and do the very best that you can. And I try to live my life that way. And I've tried to always do my career and, and push my career and, and take chances in my career that way. And, and it's, it's worked out pretty well for me. And I think that's the key. Sometimes you just have to stop being on the fence. Stop thinking about it. You know, they say you study long, you study wrong. Sometimes you just got to go ahead. And if you, you feel it and it comes your way, you know what? Go ahead and take a chance. Go ahead and take a chance. Bet you put your best foot forward and see how it all shakes out. If you don't take it now, you may never take it the rest of your life. Great quote right there from the great John Madden. And you'll hear a really good interview with Mike McCarthy, who's been covering the NFL for a very long time. Uh, you'll hear that coming up in segment number two. Plus, you'll hear a crazy timing story about how the interview all came to be. That'll be in segment number two. But I also wanted to get to some current news and notes going on in the NFL, and that's the COVID-19 protocols and how they've changed. Talk about on Tuesday all the different Raiders defenders that went onto the COVID-19 reserve list and kept talking about, I would love to see them get back for Sunday's game and I even mentioned the Colts and all the issues that they had and I said the quarterback Carson Wentz he's unvaccinated so if he is close contact or if he tests positive most likely he'll be out and I was not trying to jinx him I was not trying to put that on him I would never do that to anyone I don't care how bad I want to see a team win a game I would never root for injury or anything like COVID-19 to keep someone out of the game and lo and behold it didn't take long for it to be announced on Tuesday that Quarterback Carson Wentz has uh, been put on the COVID-19 reserve list. It was never uh, specified if he had tested positive or not, so nobody really knew what the situation was, but he's unvaccinated, so he was going to have to be out 10 days if he did test positive. Well, it didn't take long, all of a sudden, for the NFL and the NFLPA to decide, you know what, there's too many guys that are out. They're missing way too many important games. You saw that show that, whatever you want to call it, that uh, Cluster F <laughs> that happened for Monday Night Football between Miami and New Orleans with the Saints being down to their fourth string quarterback and how bad that was and they decided you know what let's see what the CDC is talking about because the CDC you know if they say it then hey maybe we can go ahead and do what they're talking about so uh, after a little bit of deliberation back and forth it didn't take long tweets started coming out uh, messages from the NFL started coming out Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network started tweeting out we have confirmed the NFL is now the first pro sports league to adapt its COVID-19 protocols to align with the new CDC's new quarantine recommendations from 10 day to five for asymptomatic individuals, regardless of vaccination status. There is no testing requirement for NFL players to be released from quarantine after five days, sources confirm. So this will all hinge on players honestly reporting their symptoms after testing positive. So there you go right there. So even though Carson Wentz was, you know, hit on the COVID-19 reserve list on Tuesday, there's a really good strong chance that he's going to be playing on Sunday and almost all of the Colts that are on the COVID-19 reserve list will be available on Sunday because now you're not out 10 days. You're only out five days. And it doesn't matter your vaccination status, which is crazy, because back in the offseason, you know, leading up to the regular season, it was like, hey, everyone's got to be vaccinated. You can return faster than an unvaccinated. So that was like the benefit of doing it. So now you get to week 17 of the regular season. It's like, you know what? Who cares? Just get the games played. And honestly, that's how I feel. That's what the NFL is doing. We need to get these games played. We need to make this money. It's the end of the season. We don't want to screw up the playoffs and have any star players out. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and go with it. Hey, if you feel fine, go play. We don't really care. And that's honestly, that's my honest to God, that's how I feel that the NFL is basically what they're saying. We don't care. As long as you feel fine, go play. Because right now they're trusting that players are going to say, oh, yeah, no, I still don't feel good. I don't think I'm good to go play. I don't think there's too many NFL players, and I don't know them all individually, so I don't want to speak for all of them, but just gut feeling tells me the playoffs are on the line, damn it, they're going to want to be out there. 
And I used this example on the radio on Tuesday and said, look, man, if it was down to me and I had an opportunity to go out there and help my team get to the playoffs, I don't care if I did feel bad. Best believe I'm going to be out there doing everything I can to participate and help my team win. That's just me. And I guarantee these NFL players that do this for a living all are going to say the same thing. So the NFL is just changing the game. The NFLPA is changing the game, and they're just trying to get their games in. So uh, the one good thing about this, I think, <laughs> is that the Raiders and all their players that were on the, on the COVID-19 list on Monday, they should all come back. They should all be back. So all those defenders that we talked about, how big it's going to be, how big of a deal it's going to be that they're going to be out, most likely all of them will be back and Marcus Mariota and Brian Edwards. So at least, you know, it'll be a Raiders full squad and it'll be the Colts full squad. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. As long as they're out there and the Raiders have the, their same guys out there and their stars that they need out there, I don't give a damn if Carson Wentz comes back. It really doesn't make me any difference. Uh, I'll take my chances. I definitely believe the Raiders have a great chance. And really, my gut feeling tells me the Raiders are going to win this game. I don't know why, but it does. So we'll see. But, uh, yes, it was crazy how the COVID protocols changed uh, just about the middle of the day. As soon as it was announced that Carson Wentz was uh, out and on the COVID-19 reserve list, all of a sudden, the game changed. So uh, that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, Mike McCarthy. Uh, he's been covering the NFL for a very long time, does a fantastic job. Uh, I had him on my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Tuesday, and you'll hear that interview talking all things all Madden. That's coming up after I tell you about Built Bar. And if you hadn't have Built Bar yet, uh, right now is the perfect time to go ahead and, and dive on into them. I've been telling you about the candy cane brownie bites. Don't go to the website, built.com, and try to order them right now. They are officially sold out. But if you didn't get those, you can get some other ones like gingerbread, eggnog, caramel almond delight, caramel macchiato, lemon dip cheesecake, ruby chocolate, built bar puff. You can get a lot of different flavors, but candy cane brownie bites, sold out. They are already gone. So hopefully you got your order in on those uh, anytime that you need to have a late night snack or anytime you just, you know, need a snack in the middle of the day. Like maybe you're in the middle of working and you, you just need a snack. You don't have time to, to go somewhere. Boom, pull out a Built Bar. It is perfect for that. Great taste of protein bar. And the good thing is it's good for you. So check out the website today, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into my interview I did with Mike McCarthy, senior writer from Front Office Sports. He's been around the NFL for a very long time. And, of course, when you hear the name Mike McCarthy, you immediately think of the Dallas Cowboys head coach, longtime Green Bay Packer head coach. This is not that guy. This is Michael McCarthy, again, senior writer from Front Office Sports. He was on my radio show on Tuesday, and no joke, Raider Nation, this is the reason why he was on the show. The All Madden documentary played on Christmas, right? So immediately on Christmas Day, I, instead of taking time off and relaxing, I'm on my phone trying to reach out to people to talk about it. Reached out to a bunch of people. I wanted them to talk about it on Monday's show. Well, Monday came along, and there was so much to talk about that was Raiders related, especially when it came to all the COVID-19 issues that were going on the defensive side of things that really didn't have time to get that interview schedule and get it in. So 
I pushed it back till Tuesday. And so Mike agreed to come on at a certain time on Tuesday. So we had a really good conversation. You're about to hear it right now about the All Madden documentary. And then immediately after I was done with my radio show, which I did from Raiders headquarters, by the way, this is how this is all kind of crazy and weird and timing is just so strange. And I mean, it's almost a little uh, spooky even, you know, just it was really strange. But as soon as my radio show was over at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I walked to the car, I cleaned up, walked to the car, uh, let it warm up a little bit, start driving down the road, didn't even get off a Raiders way yet. And all of a sudden, an alert came on my phone and said, legendary coach, broadcaster, John Madden passes away at 85. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I just talked about this dude in great length on my radio show, just had an interview about him on my radio show, just saw him on the documentary. And thank God he actually had an opportunity to witness the documentary, what it looked like from all reports that I've been seeing. And he actually had an opportunity after it was over to walk around the room that he shared with a bunch of family members and ask them what they thought about it. He was very pleased by the documentary and boom, a few days later, he's gone and uh, passed away unexpectedly on on Tuesday morning at the age of 85. So uh, I had to give you the background story and just let you know how this all came to be. And it's crazy because my guy, All Day Raider A, actually sent me a direct message on Twitter a little bit later on Tuesday uh, evening and said, on the real cue, I think you did the legit last great interview about Madden before his passing. I know you had no idea of what was to come. You just happened to have reached out to Mike McCarthy and got him on the show. God works in mysterious ways, brother. Great job on the interview to Ewan DeMond, who is my producer on the show and he's my co-host. R.I.P. Coach Madden. Again, that's a tweet from All Day Raider A. And so as soon as I saw that tweet from him, I thought, you know what? I've got to go ahead and play this interview. And then Mike McCarthy actually sent me a text. Again, not the head coach of the Cowboys, but the writer from Front Office Sports sent me a text and said, wow, what timing. Rest in peace, the coach. And I said, yeah, that's unbelievable. And then I shared with him that tweet, that direct message from All Day Raider A, and he just couldn't believe it. And all he could say is, good job. And I'm thinking, well, good job for you. You're the one who actually hopped on the show and talked about him. So uh, with all that being said, I just thought it was right to share that interview here on the show. So here's my conversation with Mike McCarthy talking about All Madden. Mike, we do appreciate your time as always, and I uh, wanted to have you on to talk about the All Madden documentary. It aired on Christmas, and uh, I, a lot of people I saw on Twitter were saying how how good it was and how exceptional it was, and I saw your your notes about Fox and how that they need to go ahead and get the Emmy right away for that uh, that performance <laughs> right. or what they put together. What were your overall thoughts on, on the All Madden documentary? Yeah, as soon as I saw it, I just tweeted, I just give Fox the Emmy right now. It was that good. Uh, it was brilliant storytelling about a figure who's really Mount Rushmore for the modern NFL. Uh, you know, John Madden not only changed the way the NFL was coached, but especially the way it was broadcast. I mean, if you saw that, his broadcast coaching tree is just phenomenal. It's kind of like the Belichick or Porcel's coaching tree. It really is. And, I mean, he just had his own unique style, and he was just a, a, such a, a larger-than-life personality. And, and, Mike, one of the things that got me was that's not even something he wanted to do. He just did it because the opportunity was presented to him. Exactly. I mean, he, was, uh, he knew he didn't want to coach anymore. Of course, like Parcells, who came along 20 years later, he just couldn't do it, which is why it's amazing somebody like Bill Belichick could do it year after year. I mean, you realize that when these guys lose, it, it takes some of their guts. It takes their heart. They can't do it anymore. And then when he did it, he was such a natural. You know, everybody was like, this guy is explaining the NFL and the game of football in a way anybody could understand. Female fans, kids, casual fans, we could all uh, get it. And he did it in that entertaining boom, pow way that was just mm-hmm. made him one of a kind. 
Yeah, it, it really did. And again, it was so much fun. And even just hearing you do the boom, the pow, I mean, that just, it kind of puts a <laughs> smile on your face because you know that, I mean, he, was, he wasn't trying to be funny. He wasn't trying to be larger than life. He was just being him. You know, he was just being natural. And that's what I think made it so cool. And, you know, the thing about him, Mike, is that so many fans know who John Madden is, but for different reasons, you know, coaching, uh, being a broadcaster, the video game. is Like you mentioned, being on the Mount Rushmore of, of the NFL, is there another person that can you know transcend on so many different levels like John Madden? No, I think he is absolutely unique. I mean, the fact that he won a Super Bowl and was a broadcaster three times as long as he was a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then he comes along and you know turns Madden uh, NFL into you know what I mean maybe the world's premier video game. I mean, you don't even have to say the name, or you just say Madden. And you know exactly what it's talking about. And as he himself said on the documentary and others said, you know, a lot of kids have learned how to play football by playing Madden. So, yeah, he, he's touched so many things. But you know what? He, he's also beyond smart. He's not just a clown. I mean, I've heard stories about him. Do you know uh, the reason why uh, the NFL starts now in prime time, kicks off at that prime time game? It's because of John Madden. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. John Madden said, you know, baseball has an opening day. Why don't we have an opening day, an opening weekend, instead of the season just starting? He was behind that. That is amazing, and I wasn't really aware of that. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's so – it's so cool to learn so many different things, and I felt like I, I took a lot away from that documentary that I learned about John Madden as a as a lifelong Raider fan. You know, I felt like okay, I know John Madden really well, but just to know, you know, all the players and coaches that went out to say something about him. How how big is it when Lawrence Taylor, one of the greatest to ever do it, comes out and says John Madden made him a better football player? <laughs> LT was great, wasn't he? Yes. The NFL asked me to do it, and I ain't doing that crap. John Madden <laughs> asked me to do it. I'm showing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, he made tur- he made Thanksgiving uh, Day, you know, I mean, a day that is uh, synonymous with the NFL. He made uh, so much uh, that uh, we know is the modern NFL popular. The, the opening weekend, the Thanksgiving, the, the Telestrator, the crazy antics in the booth. I mean, he's just one of a kind. He really is, uh, again, a, a personality that was larger than life. And, uh, again, just being natural, not trying to be over the top, just being who he is. Right now we're talking with Mike McCarthy from Front Office Sports. He's a senior writer on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, I learned a lot. I felt like I learned a lot about John Madden in that documentary. What was one of your biggest takeaways from that documentary? Well, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me is fans today don't realize how big Madden was at his peak. Mm-hmm. He was almost bigger than the NFL. At one point, John Madden, as a broadcaster, made more than any player on the field. Wow. That's important. That's how important it was. He was so valued. He was so sought after as a broadcaster. He worked for every single network. They fought over him like uh, cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a Fox Sports today if it wasn't for John Madden. John Madden signing with Fox Sports, which at the time was known for, you know, married with children and, <laughs> you know, and crazy reality shows when animals attack made them a network so i mean so much of modern uh nfl tv is directly attributable to john madden how big was that when fox made that decision to dive the waters of the nfl and go get john madden and say we're going to do this and like you said married with children beverly hills 90210 those kind of shows that's what fox was all about how big was that huge they had nothing they had no infrastructure (laughs) they had no talent no directors no pas no nothing but they had one thing. They had John Madden, and he was the Pied Piper. If you notice, all these CBS people, the Richie Sciences in the world, and 
Fred Gadelli's and all these people who work with him at CBS, they made a conga line over to Fox. Mm-hmm. So just getting uh, John, La- John Madden was the key. Once you had him, everything fell into place. Right now we're talking with Mike McCarthy. He's a senior writer for Front Office Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond in the home studios. Got a question for you? Yeah, Mike, speaking about how John Madden was just bigger than life and the way he's changed commentating, do you think that anyone can like maybe take that Madden role larger than life in commentary? Because I see that you wrote a piece about how Amazon is trying to take May potentially be in the running to take the Manning cast away from ESPN. I do, I do think, uh, you know what I mean, broadcasting is always changing. I mean, the Manning cast is today's hot thing. Uh, Amazon wants it. Hell, everybody wants it because ESPN doesn't own it. Peyton Manning owns it. But, I mean, as you could see that, uh, you know, even Tony Romo was the, the hottest analyst of the three or four years. I mean, as hot as he's been and as popular as he's been, nobody has yet to equal John Madden. Could it happen? Sure. I mean, you could have somebody who come along with that kind of uh, mix of intelligence and championship caliber and charm and the ability to explain something very intricate in a very simple uh, couple of sentences. But I haven't seen it yet. You know, I see a lot of different documentaries and I hear a lot of uh, different former players talk about Coach Madden and how uh, they just love playing for him. From your understandings, what made Coach Madden such a a player's coach and such a guy that so many guys wanted to play for? Because he was a lineman. You know, he was kind of like an Andy Reid type. He was a guy who really popularized the play of the offensive line. I mean, at the time, uh, in the 1970s and 80s, all we focused on was you know, quarterbacks, linebackers, running backs, you know, the Larry Zonkas of the world. And Manning was the first guy who said, no, this game is won and lost in the trenches between the offensive line and the defensive line. He was one of them. He was a guy you knew if he had his uh, way, would probably get down in the mud with him, put a helmet on and play in the snow. And when you have a coach like that, you'll go through a wall for him. I think everyone, including my man DeMond Cotton in the home studio, he, he tweeted out right after the show that he's ready to run through a wall right now. You know, I mean, that's how that's how pumped up he was for that documentary. And, you know, Mike, one of the things that when you know something is really good and you know as a writer as well that it's so good that it, it leaves you wanting more. That's how I felt when that documentary ended. I just wanted like another 30 minutes of it. Yeah, I mean, that was a it was a two hour documentary, but it was really uh, the running time was about 90 minutes. Right. I could have watched that three or four parts. I mean, you know, they, they could have easily done like a Michael Jordan last dance around John Madden because, I mean, his career had so many phases. You had his coaching career. Well, during that 10 years, I mean, not only did he win the Super Bowl against the Minnesota Vikings, but look at the teams the Raiders competed against every year, that the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the Immaculate Reception, and all these crazy important games. Then you have a, a nearly 30-year career broadcasting, where, as Troy Aikman said, he was really the soundtrack for so many Hall of Fame careers, including the Cowboys' three Super Bowl wins. And then, you know, you could have done a whole special special just on, you know, the phenomenon of the Madden game and all the ramifications there. So uh, I'm like you. It, it left me hungry. But that's the old broad, uh, broadcast adage, leave him wanting more. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You're not. You don't never want them to say like, "Hey, get this thing wrapped up." <laughs> you know, like, "Hey, exactly, we're done." Exactly <laughs> right. You're losing me. You know. Right. Yeah. You never want that scenario. And you know, one of the things that I thought was really cool was all the current players, and and we've seen it throughout the course of history as well. I saw a lot of uh, former players on Twitter saying that you know when Madden recognized and put him on that All Madden team, how much that meant to them. Where that was even bigger than some guys getting elected to go to the Pro Bowl. Like being on the All Madden team was huge. That was. Huge. Huge, and it wasn't about stats. 
It was about grit and toughness and heart. You know, there's a great mm-hmm. quote in the you know the soundtrack to NFL films. I think it was Marty Schottenheimer. He's like, "This is a game of the heart. You focus, you finish." And that was what John Madden was all about: focus, finish, play your heart out, play tough, play to the whistle. And you're a Madden kind of guy. It was. I mean, it was so fun to watch that and see the players' reactions. Even a guy like Lamar Jackson, who was just happy to be a 99 in his in his video game, you know, because he knows how big of a deal that is. Again, all these young guys growing up playing uh, Madden. I, that used to be a go-to for me. I used to, every time it, it came out, I would be there, the first guy in line to go get it at the store. And I think when Richard Sherman was <laughs> right. on the cover, it just kind of, it just ended after that. I just didn't have time to play video games. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. You knew the football season was right around the corner when that game dropped. That's right. Well, how about Nate Noon and the Cowboys? I mean, yes. you know, those Cowboys were about as star-filled as you can get, you know, with, with Troy and Emmett and the Playmaker and, you know what I mean, all this. And, you know, and here he is on the telecast. He's focusing on, you know, a guard or a tackle. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? Just, just showing the, the, the view is all the, the incredible ways this guy is impacting the game. He's just, uh, you know, really groundbreaking stuff. It really was. It was fantastic. And, Mike, before we let you go, what did you think of the fact that he was there? He was on camera. He was heavily involved, was able to hear what these different players and coaches and people were saying about him. And it's the first time we've seen him on camera in a very long time. Yeah, I, I loved it. I mean, I, I had heard that his mind is great, but he doesn't do a lot of interviews because you could see physically his voice isn't what it is. And mm-hmm. if you're John Madden, everybody expects you're going to be the guy who's going to bust through the wall, right? During right. The, the middle of light. Yes. <laughs> screaming. And, you know, the guy's 85. He doesn't have the voice. He doesn't, you know, have that kind of energy, but, but his mind is a, is a steel trap. Uh, I'll, I'll give you another quick, uh, John Madden story. I heard from the guys at Fox, you know what I mean? When they were, uh, waiting around to go somewhere, he'd be in a lobby and he would just watch people. And he would look at how they dressed or how they tied their shoes, and he could read the person like on the spot. Like this guy's organized, that guy's disorganized, this guy's on the ball, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. Just that kind of attention to detail is what made him great. Yeah, and he was such a people's person. That was something I learned from the documentary. You know, when he was on the road, he would stop and just talk to maybe a trucker that they're doing real business. You know, that's one of the things he said. Hey, these are these are guys that do this work every single day. We're talking about football. This is a game. They're they're real life, but he was so heavily involved with people. I thought that was special too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was like a politician. I mean, at his peak, Madden could have run for president. He probably could have won. Great stuff right there from Mike McCarthy. Uh, Front Office Sports is where he's from. He's a senior writer, does a fantastic job. You can actually find him on Twitter if you're looking for him at MMCarthyREV. Again, on Twitter, Michael McCarthy, Front Office Sports senior writer, been around the NFL for a very long time. Wanted to pass along this note I thought was pretty cool as well. Raiders owner Mark Davis put out a statement. He said, tonight I light the torch in honor of and tribute to John Madden and Al Davis who declared that the fire that burns the brightest in the Raiders organization is the will to win. That was owner Mark Davis. He honored John Madden at 6 p.m. on Tuesday, which is the original kickoff time for Monday Night Football. And uh, Paul Gutierrez at ESPN noted that John Madden was the first person ever to light the original Al Davis torch on October 16th 2011 so a nice little tribute from Raiders owner Mark Davis to uh, both his father Al Davis and of course the late great now John Madden so that's all I got for you for segment number two coming up in segment number three your calls and text straight off that lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 that's on the way your locked on Raiders your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three, your time to shine. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. A lot of different subjects to get to in this segment, so let's go ahead and start things off with T3 Raider Facts. Haven't heard from him in a minute. He's calling to give his five quick hits of the day, and they're all dedicated to the life and times of the late great John Madden. This is T3 Raider Facts with my five quick hits of the day with a tribute to the late John Madden. Number one, he was hired by the Raiders and then head coach John Roush to coach the linebackers a couple of years before becoming head coach. Number two, he was handpicked then by his good friend Al Davis to take over as head coach in 1969 at the age of 32. Number three, John Madden's three rules were, number one, pay attention, number two, be on time, and number three, play hard. Number four, He got over 100 wins in 10 years of coaching, which is an almost unprecedented feat. And number five, he and his broadcast partner, Pat Summerall, in my opinion, were the best announcing duo on the planet. All right, Raider Nation, we lost not just a good one, not just a great one, but an icon. And even though we lost him, he'll always be a part of us. He exuded passion, and you know that passion always outlives fashion. Best in peace. Don Madden. There he goes. That's T3 Raider Facts. And, uh, yeah, really not a whole lot I can add to that, man. Just rest in peace, Coach John Madden. It's good to hear from you. Uh, definitely appreciate you. Next up is a text from Refrigerator. Uh, John Madden is a cultural icon and arguably the greatest Raider that ever was. May he rest in peace, and may the Raiders deliver another victory in his honor. Again, Refrigerator. And uh, it would be cool to see the Raiders uh, go ahead and dedicate the rest of the season to Coach Madden and uh, have some kind of symbol uh, maybe on their helmets or do something special for him. And I'm sure they will do that, especially for that final game at Allegiant Stadium against the Chargers coming up in Week 18. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Beck in Concord. He's calling to ask about if the Raiders make the playoffs, why not run it back in 2022? Here he is, Raider Beck, calling out of Concord. Hey, Q, it's Raider Beck in Concord. Hope you had a great Christmas, man. Uh, good win by the Raiders. Uh, think, thankfully, I'm not a coach because I wanted to pull Josh Jacobs in the first half. After that fumble, I just wanted him out of there. And, uh, again, thankfully, I'm not a coach because he was the, uh, the MVP of the game. Um, speaking of coaches, I never thought I'd say this, but – if the Raiders win out and make the playoffs, why not stick with Basaccia on a one-year deal to align with, I think Mayock has one more year as well. Why not keep that in alignment? Would it go for a year? Probably not. Um, but I'm just throwing that out there. If they, if they ride, give their car a race for one more year, draft his replacement, and give Basaccia one year to align with Mayock. Again, I, I, I'm not sure if Mayock has one more year. I thought he did and just let it ride. Um, yeah, totally. I, I think most people won't go for it, but uh, it's just popping my head. But uh, anyways, man, great win. Cheers. There he goes. That's Raider Beck calling out of Concord. And I don't know, man, I'm not too big on that idea. You know, I really want the Raiders to find someone who they can get some real continuity with. You know, someone that they feel like can be the dude and lead this team down the the path for years to come. You know what I mean? Just really be that consistent guy, someone that they can really lean on. And I just... I like Rich Passaccia as a person. I don't see him as a long-term head coach. And think about this. If you give him that one-year deal and you get three or four games into next season and it's not going right, everybody's going to have their pitchforks out talking about, why in the hell did you 
You, you were, bring him back. You knew he was the interim head coach. Why did you do that? You know you had the opportunity to hire this guy, that guy, or the other, and you let everything go. Mark Davis, you need to sell the team. You're a failure. And I'm not saying you, but there will be somebody. Please believe. I know there will be plenty that will say that, that, oh, they had the opportunity to go out and hire this next great head coach, and they didn't do it. They decided to, you know, stay in-house and, and keep everyone there, and I just I don't think that that's a good idea. Uh, you know, I understand what you're talking about, but I just don't think it's a good idea based off of what if things all of a sudden just go south quick, fast, in a hurry. You don't want that knowing what you could have had. And then every coach that was hired in the offseason, everyone will scrutinize. Well, look, look at that 10-win coach. Raiders could have had him. Look at that 10-win Look at that guy. He's in the playoffs. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that that's a good scenario. But I understand what you're saying. And I do think Rich Passaccia is going to get an interview. I think Gus Bradley is going to get an interview. I just don't think that Rich Passaccia ultimately is going to get the, the head coaching job. I just don't think he's a long-term Head coach. That's just me, though. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Eric in the 401. He says, hey, Q, Eric from the 401 just got the news about the passing of John Madden. Truly saddened by this news. As a fan of the Raiders, the Madden game franchise, and just football in general, this hits hard. Man was truly a legend. I was just thinking the other day about how much I miss hearing him on commentary. I truly hope this Raiders team can rally and win out for the memory of Coach Madden. Would be great to see them go on a run and win a few gritty, ugly games, sneak into the playoffs, and maybe even get a win or two. Once we get on a roll, who knows what can happen. Thanks for being you and doing what you do, Q. Raider Nation for life. RIP coach, just win, baby. That's from Eric in the 401, and appreciate the text, my man. And uh, yeah, uh, John Madden and his legacy is going to last for a very long time. Uh, The outpouring that you saw on every single network, when you saw that John Madden passed away, the news broke, and man, it was everywhere. And everybody was talking about him on social media, on TV, on radio. Hell, he was on hip-hop radio stations. All kind of news was going and breaking, talking about John Madden passing away. So uh, it was everywhere. That just lets you know how many lives John Madden touched. So it'd be great to see the team go on a roll and uh, dedicate it to the the life and times of the great John Madden. Uh, It's up to them to go ahead and do that, but maybe this will add a little bit extra fuel to the fire that they have to finish out this regular season strong. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider Kev. He's calling to talk about my playoff mistake that I made on Tuesday's show, as many people did. (laughs) Please believe lots of folks reached out about that. But here he is, Raider Kev. Hey, Q, what's up, man? This is Raider Kev. Hey, I was just listening to uh, the most recent uh, podcast, and you mentioned that the Dolphins, we needed the Dolphins to lose one of their games. But if I'm not, I could be mistaken, but if the Raiders win out the last two games, they're in the playoffs no matter what, uh, regardless of a Dolphins loss. Because um, the only reason why the Raiders are sitting in the 10th spot with the same record as the Ravens, Dolphins, and Chargers is because the tiebreaker scenario shows that uh, when it comes to multiple te- more than three teams or more that are tied for a playoff spot, um, they l- first look to the division. The teams are in the same division, and then they go over head-to-head. And then that eliminates the Raiders because they lost against the Chargers earlier this season. So that's why the Raiders are in the 10th spot. But if the Raiders win their last two games, obviously the Chargers are going to drop a game, and they'll be at a spot right there. So that eliminates the Chargers from having the Raiders eliminated from uh, the playoff spot. And then the Raiders hold head-to-head tiebreakers over um, the Dolphins and the Ravens. So um, I'm not too sure, man. Uh, I don't think we really need the Dolphins. I mean, we would like to have the Dolphins lose and or the Ravens root against them and the Ravens. Uh, And, of course, the Chargers this Sunday, but I don't think it's necessary. Raiders win. 
the last two games, they're in, regardless of the Dolphins. That's what I think. Let me know what you think, man. Thanks. Raider Kev, out. There he goes, Raider Kev. Uh, thank you so much for the call, my man. And, yeah, you are absolutely 100% right. Uh, I realized it pretty early on Tuesday that I made the mistake, so I tried to go ahead and reach out to as many people. And there was plenty of people that reached out to me, uh, and I do appreciate, uh, one of first of all, everyone paying attention. you know. And, hey, if, if I said something wrong, cool, that's what's up. So uh, a lot of folks reached out. I obviously wasn't going to play every single call or every single text just because it would have got repetitive. But thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. And let's go ahead and double down and get another call Real quick, and we'll close things out with this. Raider Nick in the 808. He's calling to talk about the change in the protocols to get the players back in five days instead of 10. Here he is, Raider Nick in the 808. What up, Q? It's Raider Nick calling you all the 808. Man, if the NFL doesn't take the Raiders and have it up for the Raiders, they sure like to make it seem like they do have it up for the Raiders. Yeah. Last year against the Bucks. Instead of moving our game back to Monday, they move our game forward to Sunday, so we barely get our players back. Jonathan Abrams start to sit up. Yeah, yeah. This year, push the game back. And I know, I know the Browns only got back like two freaking players. But if the Raiders had had that outbreak, the game would have been played on Saturday. I guarantee that. And now, immediately following the Carson Wentz news, that he was put on the COVID list. Suddenly, they break, they come into an agreement. Oh, you only need five days instead of 10 days. I mean, if we're just going to let COVID positive players play anyway, what, what what's the point of even testing them? What's the point of testing them? You're going to let them go up play? Oh, he doesn't have the sniffles. Oh, what, what player is going to self-report that they have mild symptoms if they're not even going to self-report concussions and stuff like that. It's crazy. It's wild. NFL just bending its rules every single time, even though they announced before the year nothing was going to get postponed, nothing was going to change. And now they're changing every single thing. After every single time, the Raiders opponents get some bad news. It's crazy. I know it's not just because of the Raiders, but they sure as hell make it look like it's because of the Raiders. Shit. All right, Q. Let's go. Raiders. Raider Nick in the 808. Thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, at this point, the NFL and NFLPA, they just want to get the games played. You know, I mentioned in segment number one, uh, I don't know if it's smart on what they're doing. I mean, really, it depends on your point of view, but uh, that's what they're going to do. And at this point, they don't really care. As long as you feel okay to go out there and play, they're going to have you play because they want to get these games in. And like I always say, the great John McClain told me many years ago, and I will go to my grave believing this, it is always about the money. Just know, anytime there's any kind of story that has to do with the NFL, it's always about the money. Probably the greatest thing John McClain has ever told me because it's the realest and truest thing about the NFL coming from a guy who's been covering it for decades. <laughs> so he absolutely has seen it all and heard it all. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Great way to close out the show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, it'll be Crossover Thursday. We'll be talking to the host of the Locked On Colts, talking about the game, talking about who he expects to be playing, what he expects from the home game from the Indianapolis Colts. They also feel like that they're going to make a deep run into the playoffs or can make a deep run into the playoffs, but they've got to win some games as well. So uh, we'll talk all things Colts coming up on tomorrow's show, plus we'll have more news and notes of the day. Uh, I saw Will Compton was another Raider that was put into the COVID-19 protocol 
on uh, Tuesday. So uh, who knows if he'll be out in time to play on Sunday by the new protocols he should be but I mean again you just never know how these things shake out so again we'll talk about all the news and notes of the day we'll also have the crossover edition as we do each and every Thursday so until then Raider Nation stay safe rest in peace one more time to coach John Madden I'm sure we'll have tributes all day long on Raider Nation Radio 920 so make sure you tune in uh, from morning to late afternoon and we'll hold it down in honor of coach John Madden so until tomorrow Raider Nation as always just win baby